Welcome to Romance After Dark, where love takes center stage, and we're your one-stop shop for all the romance feels. Get ready to swoon, laugh, and cry as we dive into the world of all things romance. On each episode, we'll plunge into the vibrant and fantastic world of author Ashlyn Lane. From her award-winning progeny series to the rocker romance series, Alterity. Unwrap your favorite romance movies, dissecting the good, the bad, and the downright swoon-worthy. Relive the most romantic moments and shocking plot twists from your favorite romance TV shows, offering spoilers and juicy commentary. Whether you're a die-hard romantic or a casual observer, we guarantee you'll find something to love on Romance After Dark. So grab your favorite beverage, cuddle up with a blanket, and get ready to fall in love with us. Episode 4 A Mathematical Certainty Romania Ursula stormed into the castle's hall, waving a piece of paper in her hand. Her clenched jaw quivered with fury, the blood blazing in her vision. Clive drew a staggered breath. A postponement, she roared. He wants a postponement! Before Clive could soothe her, Ursula morphed a few feet away her eyesight burning brighter with reddened ferocity. For months he's ignored my calls and refused to see me. How long have you known about this? Tilting her head at him, she growled, Were you ever going to tell me about this letter, father? Sweet one, Clive murmured, the silk and deceit heavy in his voice. Asher is no fool, and he knows the consequences if he doesn't seal to you. He'd never put his family in danger. Ursula allowed him close enough to give her cheek a careful, calming stroke. A certain amount of nerves is normal when one is sealing for the first time. Save it, father, she hissed. I don't want to hear any more of your lies. I know what you and Skylar have been whispering about. She paused, feeling like a fool and realizing that everyone knew about this. When were you going to tell me the truth? next month, or when he left me at the altar. Clive stood silently, giving her no answers. Ursula hurled a porcelain vase against the wall, her hands trembling. The destruction felt good. So good, in fact, that she tossed a ceramic pot against the opposite wall. Liar! She shrieked to the top of her lungs, tears streaming down her face. You're all liars. I want to see Asher. Ursula, we can't I don't want to hear it. I'm tired of being ignored. She glanced down at the crumpled note she'd nearly ruined in her hand. What did he say? She mumbled, attempting to find the part of the letter that most irritated her. Here it is. He is unsure about the ceiling and needs more time. She mocked, her voice rising an octave with each syllable. What about what I need? Clive reached for her again to calm her. Shrugging away from him, Ursula floated to the far end of the room. She spied something out of the corner of her eye, a piece of history, an irritant further igniting her ire. Picking it up, a fresh stream of tears welled in her eyes as she swiped her finger across the picture of them. Asher and her. Utterly baffled, she couldn't understand what she'd done to make him cut all communication. She'd given him everything he could want in a mate. She'd been dutiful, loving, and loyal. 
she'd given him her virginity, believing that their sealing was predestined. Klaus had prophesied it three hundred years ago, before either of them even existed. She'd sensed that something was off. Asher's voice was different the last time they'd talked, and he seemed a little too happy when they'd parted ways three months ago. The thought of a common existence sickened Ursula. She was ruined goods, tampered with, considered unsuitable for a dignified ceiling. If Asher refused, her father would surely hand her off to a commoner. Claws ripped from beneath her fingertips and fangs burst through her gums. It's only nerves, Clive interjected, in an effort to alleviate her hysteria. Even Ursula could see the lies lurking behind his forced smile. Her razor-sharp talons scraped along the concrete wall, nearly splitting the blocks in half. Fix this, father. You and your inbred servants had better fix this. Her vision swirled with more crimson. I want the life promised to me. It's mine. I want that bloodstone and I want him. I deserve it and I'll be damned if I let it go without a fight. Langley, Massachusetts. Asher paced the floor of the Great Hall, his mind a muddled mess. By now, he'd gotten a reply to his formal request for a postponement. Clive had bypassed him and gone straight to his father. His brother, Gabe, and their father, Jonas, gave him speculative glances as they sat in their respective seats at the wooden table. Asher swallowed hard. Being summoned to the hall was a heavy matter, and the large table was for serious meetings. Six months ago, he'd sat at it and received his father's blessing to seal to Ursula. And even though Gabe hadn't laid claim to Shauna, Asher still felt like he was betraying him. The scowl of contempt hidden beneath his brother's pasted grin only deepened Asher's anguish. Asher sighed. I know why the both of you are here. I understand the weight of my decision. I also understand the consequences the covenants prescribe if I fail to honor the arrangement. I need more time. I'm just not ready. Son, I know you wouldn't make a decision that would put the family in harm unless there was a good reason. What is the reason for your indecision? You should talk to her, Gabe suggested. Go to Romania and spend some time with Ursula. It's been months since you've seen her. Asher knew Gabe's sudden interest in his love life had little to do with concern, and much to do with getting him away from Langley. Away from Shauna. He cringed at the thought of making love to Ursula's lifeless cold body every night for eternity. A silver dagger to the heart would be less painful. Lacing his fingers on the tabletop, Gabe said, Clive will rain down death on us if you refuse to go through with the ceiling. Ursula is beautiful and sweet. She'll make a wonderful mate. Asher glared at Gabe. He should have nothing to say about it because he was free from the burden of making such a sacrifice. Why do I have to seal to her? Gabriel thinks she's so great. Let him seal to her. Gabe gritted his teeth, air hissing from his lips. You selfish fool! You think you can just do what you'd like without consequences? Jonas's hand crashed down on the heavy wood, cracking it. I won't have you two at each other's throats. If there's a chance that Clive is coming after us, we have to unite and be ready to fight. The Darklings aren't going to roll over and play nice. They're soldiers, and killing is what they do. It's why the Romanians created them. Rousseau don't behave like this. My sons don't behave like this. What's wrong with you, Gabriel? 
Gabe's face became a slab of furious stone. Me? What's wrong with me? He jeopardizes all of us, yet you still take his side. But I should have expected that you'd take the side of your half-blooded love child. A low growl escaped Asher's lips as he lunged across the table, capturing Gabe's throat. Damn it, Gabe, you take that back. You take it back right now. I won't. I'll never take it back. You're nothing more than the product of his obsessions with an impossible scientific principle and a warm-blooded whore. Jonas grabbed Asher's hand, attempting to pry it away from Gabe's neck. Please, son, don't do that. He's your brother. Asher growled, glaring past his reddened vision at his father. No brother of mine badmouths me or says such awful things about my mother. He turned back to Gabe. And you're one to talk, considering you helped create me. Enough, Jonas roared. Ignoring their father's warning, Gabe and Asher continued snarling as they ascended into the air. Tightening his hold, Asher gave him the brunt of his narrow-eyed gaze. You think I don't know about you and Shauna? She can't go a day without your face flashing through her mind. She was supposed to be mine, but you ruined that. Why do you think I led her to the bar? I wanted her. For me. She doesn't want you, Gabriel. Because she can't keep her mind off you. Gabe maneuvered out of his brother's grasp. In a second, he was holding Asher by the throat. You think you're so special because you're a half-bloodling, don't you? You really think you're an immortal messiah. I don't care what that prophecy says. You're an abomination. Just a test tube experiment gone wrong. I'm an abomination? We all are, Gabriel. We're the walking dead. Mine is less conspicuous, but no less true. You think Shauna would want either of us if she knew what we were? You're so smug. You can hide behind the flush in your cheeks, your warm skin, and think you fit in with them. You're more of an aberration than the rest of us. You're ruining our brotherhood over a human who doesn't matter. Asher paused, absorbing how quickly the lie came from his mouth. She mattered more than anything, enough that he was now fighting with his blood. What are you two talking about? Jonas questioned. Who is this human? Asher peered down at his father. Her name is Shauna. Gabe led her to the bar and hired her to work there. Jonas gave both his sons fleeting glances. Humans and vampires don't mix. Asher drifts between two worlds because of what he is. If I'd known that life would be so difficult for him, I wouldn't have created him. Or let Beatrice carry him. You can't get involved with a human, Gabriel. Both brothers descended to the floor. Gabe glowered at Asher before loosening his grip. I'm sorry, father, for my behavior. I'll leave at once. I think it might be best for me to take some time away. Quinn can take over the bar. Jonas motioned him over. I want to talk to you first, Gabriel, before you go. Asher closed his eyes to sweep Gabe's mind and sensed no immediate cause for alarm. He channeled Shauna next. She was sitting in her apartment alone, stroking her cat while she held a picture of her sister. Tears fell from her eyes as her mind whispered its contents to him. I miss you, sissy. I miss you so much. Sighing, she placed the photo back into the album. Asher clutched his head, 
as her angry mind screamed about her parents and their closed-mindedness. Leaning against the wall, he absorbed her thoughts and struggled to stay conscious. Pacing back and forth, her thoughts raged about their treatment of her sister. Drained, she finally fell into bed. Her mind drifted as her eyes grew heavy. She had one final thought as unconsciousness lured her into a deep sleep. In the softest flutter of a voice, Shauna's mind whispered, Asher, and a shiver coursed his spine. After a sleepless night and morning spent seeking Shauna, instead of avoiding her between classes, Asher crept into Birchmont University's library. He'd been a jerk and dismissive of her feelings. If she didn't want to see him, he deserved it. But he had to try. Well aware that he had a lot of apologizing to do, he'd surmised that any amount of mortification suffered was worth the chance to know her better. The first days, after the falling out with his brother, Asher had avoided him, making Quinn the buffer and lookout. When he wasn't avoiding Gabe, he had spent a fair amount of time attending classes and steering clear of Shauna. Once or twice he'd come across her in the hallway but turned his head, avoiding eye contact and refusing to give her the slightest inkling of acknowledgement. Gabe left a week after the blow-up, telling no one where he'd be or when he'd return. His rage and anger spewed out in such wretched waves that it was difficult for Asher to channel him. After three attempts and a nosebleed, he decided to let his brother cool off. Now, two weeks removed from Gabe's absence, Asher was free to think about a friendship with Shauna. A new movie was coming to the metropolis. He loved horror flicks, despite their unrealistic portrayals of his kind. He was anxious to see it, but dreaded going alone. The musty odor of old books and lemon-scented furniture polish permeated the atmosphere, blanketing the ancient area with an air of nostalgia. Students sat in neatly arranged rows of tables, their faces weary from the pressures of finals, their minds overflowing with random chit-chat that bored Asher to insanity. He found her in the middle row, her head resting on an arm as she read from a book. Shauna twirled a wavy lock of hair around her pointer finger. Her skin glowed with that wonderful butterscotch tone, her cheeks rosy with a lovely flush. Her complexion was stunning and very different from the washed-out pale aura of Ursula's. Shauna's full lips glazed pink, the fleshy curves pouted, tempting him to kiss them repeatedly. Asher sighed aloud. Shauna glanced up as if she heard his frustration. Ducking behind a row of bookshelves, he channeled her mind. The quiet of the library made it easy to hone in on her thoughts. He listened as she read poetry. He'd never heard this poem. A contemporary, no doubt. Her mind's voice whispered the words swirling in her head as she jotted down notes, then closed the book to sit quietly. Asher, if you'd only say something to me. I'm so unsure about how you feel. I know there's something there. I felt it in the bar and in the park during the fireworks. I'm not crazy, and now you walk by me as if I'm the plague. Why do you do that, Asher? Astounded, he realized that she thought of him just as much as he thought of her. His legs propelling him over to where she sat, Asher paused, giving her a warm smile. Mind if I sit here with you? Every nerve in his body teemed with anxiety and excitement to see her again. Shauna cleared the place beside her, 
shoving the book of love poems in her backpack. No, not at all. Thank you. Asher sat, listening to her mind as it spoke more. He has the most beautiful teeth, perfectly straight, with no gaps or discolorations. He's almost too perfect. Guys like him are usually serial killers. I wonder why he's so pale. You're being rude. It's impolite to stare, and you didn't like it very much when he stared at you. She turned away from him. Nice weather we're having. As the lame statement left his mouth, he regretted it. His attempt at making small talk failed utterly. You idiot. You just commented on the weather. Have your 87 years taught you nothing? I meant to say, are you enjoying the unseasonably warm days we're having? Shauna stared everywhere but at him, avoiding eye contact. Not really. I'm behind in all of my classes. Plus, I'm working and trying to cram for exams. I could help you. I don't want to take away from your free time. I'm sure your girlfriend wouldn't appreciate it either. Girlfriend, now what makes you think I have one of those? Her gaze fell. I just assumed that you did. Well, I don't. True, he didn't have a girlfriend, but he did have a walking dead Romanian fiancé. If you need to cram, I'd be more than happy to help you. If you're offering, I'm accepting. I could really use the help. I'm going to lose my grant if I don't pull my grades way up. It's settled. We'll meet here each day. The thought of having a reason to see her every day gave him a thrill. This isn't going to make things weird at the bar. I told you I'm not your boss. Quinn is. Is Gabe coming back? I don't know. He had some personal issues to iron out. Could take him a little while. She glanced at her watch, then bolted upright. Oh my god! I'm so late! Late? Shauna scrambled to gather her things, shoving them into her backpack. I have to pick up my little sister today. Something happened with her car, and she needs a ride home. Asher stood with her, grabbing her backpack and slinging it across his shoulder. Let me, at least, walk you to your car. Carrying her books was his way of staking a claim, even if she didn't understand what his subtle gesture meant. Thank you. I'd really like that. They walked past Stuart Hall and the Galleria until they reached the parking deck, stopping at a pink VW Beetle. Well, this is me. Thank you for carrying my things. Thank you for allowing me to carry them. She stared up at him with an indescribable look in her dark eyes. See you around, Asher. Take care, Shauna. Asher walked away, thinking how easy that was. A connection was forming. The fireworks were a definite turning point in their friendship. Her mind needed binding, and he was sure Gabe was still channeling her. Sitting in his car and preparing to pull out of the parking garage, a figure in the shadows caught Asher's eye. A black blur darted across the reflection in his rear view, followed by another moving so quickly that it could only be a vampire. Testing the air, Asher scented two like himself. The first scent was female, and so sickeningly familiar that he gulped a breath of disgust. He paused, remembering Shauna on the next deck. Shutting his eyes to channel her, he saw her driving down the interstate, singing some obnoxious pop song. 
At least she was safe and out of harm's way. Content that Shauna was well out of view, the half-vamp honed in on the shapes again. As one of the blurs flew by, he reached out attempting to grab it. He missed. His stomach twisted as the revolting scent gnawed at him. You can come out now, Ursula. Ursula stepped from the shadows, her angry face shrouded in a dark cape to protect her from the muted rays of sunlight. He couldn't see much of her eyes, only a faint glimmer of red flashing beneath the hood. I don't suppose your sudden lack of interest in me lies in the heart of a dark-eyed human. She's very beautiful if you like that sort of thing. Asher vacated his car. What are you talking about? I have a better question. What are you doing here? Don't play coy with me, Asher. I smell her on you, but at least I know you've been faithful. What? A scent as sweet and alluring as hers can only be that of a virgin. She smells delectable. Worming her way into his rigid arms, Ursula purred. Has it been so long that my touch has grown cold to you? She leaned in for a kiss, but he pushed away. Her touch was always cold and his demeanor turned equally frigid. Why the hell are you here, Ursula? After months of distance, this is the welcome I get? I thought I made myself clear. You've been ignoring me. If it's nerves, I understand. Asher sampled the air again. There was another scent. The unfamiliar one. It was, without question, male. He shot his soon-to-be ex an irritated glance. Tell your friend he can come out too. Ursula rolled her eyes heavenward, turning to the shadows. Come on out, Ian. Ian cleared two enormous trucks with the deceptive grace of a vampire half his size. His vast layers of scarred skin, massive muscle build, and darkened complexion made his appearance that of a demonic god. Typical characteristics of a darkling. Though Asher should have been afraid of the darkling's superior size, he only felt contempt when he saw them. Wrinkling his face, he muttered, So, you brought a pet along? Watch yourself, half-blood, Ian snarled, clenching his fists. Clive might have to wait until next month, but nothing says that I have to. Asher flashed his eyes and gnashed his teeth. Anytime you're ready to rumble, big boy. Stop it, you two! Ursula gave Asher a smile that turned his stomach. Aren't you going to take me to the mansion? I had a long trip and I couldn't wait to see you. She reached out to run her hand through his hair. Avoiding her touch, he paced backward. Not until you tell me why you're here. Asher struggled to hide his disgust, clamping his quivering jaw. Still channeling Shauna, he saw her driving with her sister in the passenger seat. Are you going to take me back to the mansion? Ursula's tone now hinted impatience. Revulsion took Asher's voice, and he gave her what he knew was a cold stare. I only wanted to spend time with you, dearest. Just think, this time next month we'll be sealed. Asher gasped, realizing that Clive had neglected to tell her about his refusal letter. He decided to play along. What harm could it do? Ursula was sadly mistaken if she thought he'd lay one finger on her.